Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Paul Brown Stadium here in Cincinnati, Ohio, in the jungle, home of the Cincinnati Bengals. This is exciting, guys. I'm sitting in seat 27. This is where the Cincinnati Inquirer sits. And this is where they write all of their juicy details about the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm in the press room where you hear Bengals radio, you see Bengals TV, all the news stations in Cincinnati broadcast from this room, WCPO, WLWT, etc. So this is just surreal. I can't actually believe that I'm sitting here where all of this takes place. And this being a podcast, you really can't see what I'm doing. You just have to take my word for it, but I will post a picture. I will post a picture of me uh, sitting up here in the press box just to uh, let you know that I'm not pulling your leg because a picture says a thousand words. This is amazing, guys. I mean, this really is. It really is kind of a a cool moment for me in this podcast. It really makes me feel like that off the cuff has went to the next level. I mean, we are sitting in a press room of a national football League team. I mean, this is the NFL we're talking about here. So a lot of people have asked, how in the world did you get up in the press box? How are you doing a podcast from Cincinnati Bengals? I know it's coming. I know that's what you're going to ask. Well, I'll tell you the story. So as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty ambitious guy, and I really don't like to settle. I like to always think of new ideas that I can do for this podcast. I always want to take the podcast to the next level. I've interviewed great guests. But I've also wanted to broadcast in great places. And what better place to start out than broadcasting right here at an NFL team's home stadium? And uh, this is Paul Brown Stadium. And what I did was I hit up the Bengals Radio Network and I asked them if I could uh, possibly get a tour of the stadium and told them of my interest in broadcasting and going into radio and told them my fascination with radio and they were intrigued by my email, and they wrote me back, and they said, we would love to give you a tour of the stadium, and we we will even let you do a podcast live from the press room, and that's what I'm doing. So I'm sitting here, and you guys need to see my view. I'm sitting on the 30-yard line here, and you can see the entire stadium, and this behind me is 100 other chairs. There's probably, I would say, 200 uh, desks here for media members, 200 and there are people from television, there's people from radio, and there's people in uh, print media that sit in this room. And they all, this is where they watch the game. This is where they, you know, take notes, do their thing. And I asked uh, some uh, staff members here, I said, you know, do people drink in here? Are people allowed to drink? And she said, oh, yeah, people drink in here. She says, you know, it's up to them if they can focus on their work. Um, and I was like, oh, heck yeah, man. I mean, how how ironic that people can actually still drink and smoke in places, especially with all that equipment. But yeah, people actually smoke cigars and everything up in this room. It's it's quite remarkable. Uh, this place is out of control. So I went down on the field a while ago. Uh, that AstroTurf down there was, uh, I would say, a $100,000 piece of turf. Uh, the facility that the Bengals have I'm telling you, you can't see it because you're, the TV only shows you the field pretty much. But backstage, back behind the field, that's where, it's, that's where it's going on. That's where it's happening. There is 
probably a $10 million workout facility they got. They got a doctor's office, a team doctor's office. They got, you know, just team recreational uh, places, places to eat, places to chill, flat screen TVs everywhere, leather sofas everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, you know, state of the art, what you would expect for an NFL team. It's great. So, you know, this was uh, kind of brought up on me that I was going to do this podcast in, you know, 48 hours before I decided to, uh, before I got the call back from Cincinnati saying that I could do the show. So I was like, what am I going to do a podcast on? Because it's not like I really know a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you guys who know me know that I'm a basketball fan. And really my expertise is in college basketball. I'm one of the last people you want to listen to when it comes to talking about the NFL. So I decided not to really talk about team-specific things about the Cincinnati Bengals. I wanted to talk about the city of Cincinnati because I thought it was fitting that this is where I'm doing the show from. I'm kind of in the heart of Cincinnati, right downtown, slat downtown in the middle. I mean, this stadium sits right in the heart of Cincinnati. You can walk out on the terrace all around the stadium and see the whole city. It's a beautiful place. Cincinnati is one of my favorite cities in the world. I love this place. I like everything about it. I love the vibes. I love the energy. I love walking up and down the street and just talking to people and taking it all in. I like the, you know, entertainment value that Cincinnati has. You know, you got people who are, you know, just from different cultures, different backgrounds. Uh, You got people of different ages, people from different races. It's just, it's diverse. And Cincinnati, I think, just has a really good environment and a really good atmosphere. And it's an artsy city, and it's a interesting city just to be in. And I stopped before I did the podcast and got some brunch at uh, the Taste of Belgium, which is one of my favorite restaurants now in the world. It is a great place. If you have never been to the Taste of Belgium, go there and get their waffle and chicken. That is one of the best meals I've had, and it was brunch. But yeah, it's, you know, little places like that. It's the little things that you can do in Cincinnati that makes it cool. There's a lot to do here. I mean, for instance, you could come here and watch a Cincinnati uh, Bengals game. Last night, I went and watched the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. Now, I've already did episodes on the Reds. You guys know how I feel about them. I like the Reds. They're fun to watch, but they lose. And again, they lost last night. Went to that game. Uh, They played the Miami Marlins, formerly known as the Florida Marlins. And it was a good game. It was a close game, but they still lost. Had good seats to that, sitting row H, um, six rows back from the field. I guess that's six rows, isn't it? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. No, that's eight. Okay, never mind. That's eight rows. And sit on the first base. That was fun. Uh, Really there's not a bad seat in the house when it comes to baseball. If you have good vision, that is. If you, I can see where it could get a little aggravating if you don't have that good of vision sitting up top because, you know, it's hard to keep track of the ball. Two-hour rain delay. So they. it was funny. We watched Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny plays baseball as we waited for the Reds game to start. But went to the Reds game, had a good time. And after the Reds game, I went to the casino 
And I didn't go to Jack Casino, which is in Cincinnati. I actually went to the one off 275 across the river in the state of Indiana, just right across from the city of Cincinnati at uh, Hollywood Casino. Now, that is my favorite casino, but I still consider that the Cincinnati area because it's all right here. And played some poker. Poker is one of my favorite pastimes. I love playing poker. I always make it to the final table most of the time. And uh, placed fourth, which four pays out, so did get a little bit of money there. But there's just always something to do here. Every time I'm in Cincinnati, I feel like that I am making just progress in my life. I just feel like that this place gives me what I need. It gives me the energy. It gives me the appropriate vibes to go out and just live. It's, it gives me things to do. It gives me a sense of, you know, I want to go out and make money because I want to do more stuff. And Cincinnati is a place I've never lived, but I've worked here a lot. I actually started my teaching career in northern Kentucky, which is a part of the Cincinnati area as well, in Fort Mitchell at Brown Mackey College. And you know, I, I got to know people in uh, Cincinnati, and that was pretty cool, you know, just meeting students from this area, and I feel like, you know, just when I was walking downtown uh, this morning to the Taste of Belgium, I actually ran into an old student in front of the public library, and I, you know, I, this my students, you have to understand, the students that went to Brown Mackey, uh, they are not your typical traditional students. They are very non-traditional. And a lot of my students, being from the northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, come from sometimes a pretty rough background. And this particular girl that I saw downtown a while ago, I saw her yelling at me. And it looked like that, you know, I had no idea how she knew who I was. I, I didn't recognize her at first. And I heard her say, Adam Banks. And I looked over and I said, how does this girl know who I am? Because this girl, bigger girl, tattoos all over. She's got a shaved head. And she was in this big group full of, full of guys with tattoos, bald heads, chains around their, you know, their belt buckles. And it looked like a gang. It did. It looked like a gang. I was like, crap, who in the heck is hollering at me from this crowd? And it was one of my students. But she came up to me, she gave me a big hug, and uh, told me she really appreciated me. She said that I never made her feel stupid. I always made her feel like she was an educated person. And that meant a lot to me, and that stuck with me. And it made me really appreciate that. And it really made me appreciate my job, and I, um, you know, that meant a lot. All right, so the good thing about being in the press room, you can really get uh, access to the news pretty quick, and they got computers up here, and I'm looking at WLWT and Channel 5 here in Cincinnati, right across the hill from the Jack Casino, and this is the WLWT, for those of you guys who don't know, Jerry Springer used to be the news anchor at this particular news station. Uh, Jerry Springer, as a matter of fact, used to be the mayor of Cincinnati. And then after being mayor, he uh, put a bid in for the governor of Ohio, and that didn't turn out well for him. But it actually was a blessing in disguise because that gave him an opportunity to become a news anchor for WLWT, and that 
went on and turned into what we know now as the nationally syndicated Jerry Springer show. But this new station, WLWT, uh, has released a new survey that says Cincinnati drivers are rude. Uh, the survey was conducted as part of a Cars for Kids Summer Driving Awareness Campaign, Drive Human, which promotes better driving habits on the road. And they evaluated courtesy among drivers across America. And Ohio did not fare well. Okay, they said that, uh, so okay, this isn't just Cincinnati drivers, this is the whole Buckeye State. It actually ranked number 35 on the list of courteous drivers. 35 out of 50, okay, one being the uh, courteous, most courteous, and 50 being the least courteous. Ohio ranked number 35, Kentucky ranked number 22, and Indiana ranked number 34. Um, the Ohioans received a grade C minus. So Ohio drivers are particularly bad about letting other cars merge into heavy traffic and rudely responding when being tailgated, the study states. Now, however, the study does claim that Ohioans are far from the rudest drivers in the nation. New York, South Carolina, and Arkansas all received failing grades. Hmm. Now, that's funny, and I believe that uh, without a doubt because here's what gets me about Ohio drivers. It's, they are rude. I do agree with that. But they like to drive in the fast lane really slow. It's like they get in the fast lane and they do not move from the lane. They got to understand that, that fa the fast lane is not a driving lane. That it's not where you stay and you drive. That is a passing lane. That's where you, you get in that lane to pass other vehicles. The driving lane is supposed to be in one lane. And the fast lane is just for people who are going really fast. Or someone who wants to pass. And the Ohio drivers like to just get in that lane and they like to go slow. I could see if you wanted to get in that lane and continue going about 95, 100 miles per hour down the interstate. But no, you want to get on the interstate with a minimum speed limit of 70 and go 55 in the fast lane. Makes no sense. And it never fails. Most of the time I look at the license plate and it's an Ohio license plate. But... I have a lot of great things to say about the city of Cincinnati, but y'all are rude, rude drivers. I will say that. There's people coming in and out of this room right now, and they're looking at me kind of like, what the heck is he doing over there, and who is he? Because it does look like I'm somebody important, because I'm sitting here with a microphone, and I've got my equipment out, and I'm talking, and they just don't let anybody up in here, so they're probably wondering who the heck I am. They'll probably come and check for an ID in a second, but... Especially after the Ohio comment about drivers. I'm sure they're Ohioans. I think this is a very interesting story. Also in Cincinnati, it says that a credit card schemer was found at a Woodland Lawn gas station, Hamilton County Auditor Dusty Rhodes said. And the schemer was found earlier this week at a gas pump at Shell Food Mart in the 500 block of Glendale Milford Road. The schemer was found by a weights and measure supervisor. Rhodes said the location is a high risk for the schemers because it is just off Interstate 75. That really irritates me that people are just crooked. I don't, I just, mm, 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 mm. get out and get a job. Quit ripping everybody off. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you're just stealing from people. I mean, it's, it's terrible. You know, people, there's good working people out here in America. And there's just disgusting schemers out there that want to rip people off. 
and the schemer, I'm glad that he was taken down, this guy. It doesn't say much on the story really at all. It just says that he was found. And uh, what these people do, I will say this, is if you are going to a gas station and you pay at the pump, you don't go in and pay. Let's just say you pay at the pump. You are really taking a risk at getting your credit card information stolen. Uh, you know, it is convenient to pull up at a gas station and just pull out your credit card, swipe at the pump, and pump right there without even going inside the store. But because of the convenience of that, people are more likely to do it. I say uh, 85, 80% of people probably pay at the pump. They don't even go into the store. Well, that gives credit cards credit card schemers an opportunity to go up to the gas pumps, do something to the machine. They put some type of device on to the gas pump that records your credit card information whenever you swipe it. And those gas pumps are open access to anyone. So any crook can go to those gas pumps and put anything on those machines, um, any type of device to steal your credit card information. And that's what's happened. And I know it's convenient. I know that it's it sucks that uh, we can't even have convenient things sometimes because of terrible people out there. But if you want to really protect your credit card information, you will need to um, take full measures and go inside and pay if you're going to pay with a card. Uh, because they can't have access to those credit card machines in there, but they have access to the gas pumps, and that's a perfect place to put that machine to steer, steal your credit card information. It would be really difficult for them to put that machine inside the store, you know, because they would have to somehow do it without the clerk looking. And uh, you know, it's um, Interstate 75. Could you imagine the people that stop at that gas station off Interstate 75? The people who travel on that road, it's one of the busiest interstates in the entire nation. And you got millionaires traveling on that road with million dollars worth of credit on credit cards, swiping their cards at those pumps. Be careful. You could get your credit card information stolen. I had it happen to me. Luckily, luckily, my bank, when it swapped at, it was in Lexington, uh, my hometown. As a matter of fact, when I swiped my card, at a gas station in Lexington, I believe it was a Speedway. It was a Speedway that I use often too. It uh, my car got compromised, and the bank caught it. And I guess banks are really working diligently on trying to uh, resolve, you know, that problem that exists out there. But they caught it, and my information wasn't stolen, but it was attempted to be stolen. So it's if you think it will never happen to you, it very much can. I mean, it's. It's happening right here in the great city of Cincinnati. Well, guys, I would love to sit here on, at this booth and talk all day with you about Cincinnati news and what's going on, about the Bengals, etc. And I would love to be back during a Bengals game to do a podcast. Who knows? That could happen in the future. But I do want to thank the Cincinnati Bengals for allowing me to do a podcast from their press room. It's been amazing. I've had a blast. And um, off the cuff has given me an opportunity to do cool things like this. And I am eternally grateful for uh, the Bengals for this opportunity. 
And I want to thank you fans for listening to the show. Without you, there would be no show. And I love you guys. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Adam Banks live from Paul Brown Stadium here in Cincinnati, Ohio. This has been Off the Cuff. We will see you in the next episode.